0: Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here. And we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hello, friend. I've got a treat for you today. I am so excited to bring one of my longtime friends who is just killing it in the online space. Um, Ashley to the show today. Man, I will get into all the how we know each other and where we've gone and where we are today. And so Ashley, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. It's such an honor and I'm so excited to chat with you.
0: Okay. Well, it's been way too long because I feel like we it used has. to see each other like every week. We were in. We met through network marketing. We met in one company and then we ended up, uh, doing another company together. We were on the same team and we killed it. We did awesome. It was (laughs) a good run. It was a good run. Yes. (laughs) And then, uh, most people know my journey 2019. The Lord really said, you're really busy. You got a lot going on. Get unbusy. And part of that was laying down my network marketing business. And I've watched you do some really awesome things. So I'm just going to ask, first of all, like before we get into all the things, because this is going to be so good, um, how did you get started just in the entrepreneur world? I'd love for you to share your story.
1: Okay. I would love to. Um, So I got started building anything online, which was a blog back in 2016. I actually started that on Maternity Leave when I had my daughter, Taylor, and i mean now looking back it's funny but i remember thinking oh i'm bored she sleeps all the time what do i do and i was used to being super productive and at the time my my career was in special education and so i thought i'd go back to that after maternity leave and i did for a year but uh in the meantime started a blog loved that i've always loved writing and i just loved i don't know learning new things learning how to set up email marketing and all that nerdy stuff and I uh, just continued doing that once, once a week blogging, even when I went back to work and building community at that time, I was building on Instagram and kind of doing the, I guess you would say like motherhood lifestyle influencer type of stuff. And um, that's kind of how I got started. And I did that kind of in the pockets of my time, if you will, during that year that I was back at work. And then when I became a stay at home mom, that's when I kind of uh, stepped things up and, found out about network marketing and tried adding that in. And that's a whole nother story, but that's how I got started.
0: Yeah. I love Um, it. So um, we have such similarities. We both were in education. Then where did I find network marketing on maternity leave? Like what, just looking for an alternative to a more flexible lifestyle, still keeping the career. Didn't really want to not do anything, but wanted, wanted an alternative. So what I loved about you, Ashley, when I met you was like, oh, she actually gets, I think, I mean, everyone's different, but a lot of people come into network marketing with like zero entrepreneurial experience, zero Mm -hmm. business experience. And so what I loved about you was like, oh, she actually, she's a blogger. She gets that. And that was one of the ways that you were able to even share, you know, your network marketing business. So I would love for you to share, because a lot of women who listen to this, they are network marketing. A lot of people who have, I feel like I feel like in this day and age, everyone's tried it at least once.
1: Yes. <laughs> at least
0: once, right? You've like tried yes. something, whether it was, uh, you bought it for a discount and you thought maybe and then it or whatever. Uh, but I would love, cause I think a part of. What's beautiful about your journey is you being authentic and true to yourself and allowing yourself to pivot because, you know, this, you were in education and then you went to blogging and then you realized, oh, there's another way that I can make another stream of income. I can do that. And then talk about the last couple of years, specifically this last year is when things have really pivoted for you as far as the really going in and you being you. So I would love for you to share a little bit about how you've transitioned uh, from the network marketing to where you are now.
1: You know, it's so funny that you asked that. I was thinking this morning, as I was thinking about our interview and chatting, I remember doing a discovery call with you probably now five, six years ago. I think it was in between the two different, the transition from the two different companies. And I remember you were asking me about my goals and I said, Oh gosh, I would love to be able to make like, I think it was five to $10,000 a month or some sort of you know benchmark number. And I remember you said something like, well, you know, you can, you can do that in any number of ways. And you just sort of opened my eyes to the possibilities. You're like, what are you passionate about? What do you love doing? You can build a whole business on that. It doesn't have to be just network marketing. And I remember I was like, Oh, that's true. That's true. I could do that. And I kind of put that in the back of my mind and thought, okay, yeah. Like in five years or so maybe I'll like act on that and actually start building out my own brand and all of that and I just remember kind of holding on to that and then my timeline uh fast forwarded a little bit more than uh, than I anticipated it to but you kind of planted that seed so
0: Oh, I love that. That's so good to hear cuz you know you never know what what you say, how it can impact people. So thank you for sharing that. That's so yeah. fun. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to ta- take some credit for where Ashley <laughs> is today. Uh, yeah. You know, I, as much as I had, I was super passionate about network marketing at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I still, I see, I see God using it. I see how it can be a really good thing. And I see how it, it allows people to stay comfortable in what they know, instead yeah. of really exploring what they actually love and what what lights them up and not to say that network marketing can't do that for some people, but I think a lot of people continue with that or put their hope in that and really neglect this other thing that God has given us
1: a hundred percent. And I think this is a little bit jumping around, but I think that there's such a big difference in promoting someone else's products versus there's a vulnerability, I guess, in promoting Yourself, so if you're promoting your own offers, it's something that comes from literally from you. That does that's a big shift, and so I totally understand. And it is, I love network marketing for many reasons, but I think for me, in going to sort of the transition from focusing heavily on that to what I'm doing now, I think for me, I realized there's a couple of things that I realized that felt maybe in. imbalanced for most people. Um, and because at the time I was having success because I was recruiting people onto my team and all of those things that we do and selling product. But I realized the reason I was able to do that was because of influence that I had outside of that industry. And then it just started feeling a little bit out of alignment and frankly, a little bit out of integrity, like, okay, so I have this advantage, let's say And then I'm bringing people on board through funnels or speaking with people or however it was. And it just kind of always was sitting in the back of my head that I felt a little bit, maybe like icky, I guess, in a sense. And not that everyone should or does feel that way, but for me personally, that felt out of alignment and just kind of, I don't know. And so that, that had been in the back of my mind and then, um, I had started a Facebook group, which I still have. And I was working with or just chatting with a lot of different women from different industries and a lot of different companies. And I was really liking helping them out with the marketing side and the personal branding side that can help them to build that influence required to be successful in network marketing. And I loved it. And that's when I sort of got the seed of, hey, I could actually be creating impact and income with people outside of my team uh, teaching these same things that I'm teaching my team and that I know how to do. And so I just started, uh, launching my own offers back in 2020. Yeah. It was right before COVID I think was my very first uh, program launch. And I worked with you as my very first business coach and kind of got that together and just went for it. And, um, yeah, it's been amazing. And then during that time period, I went through a divorce and all kinds of things, which, also necessitated that I'd be able to create the kind of impact to support myself and my lifestyle and all of those things. And, um, yeah, God's timing is good. Cause I wasn't expecting to escalate things when I did, but it's worked out really well and I love what I do and yeah,
0: I love that. Okay. So tell people what you do. So I just love that. You know, I think not- God wastes nothing. And so, okay. Mm-hmm. Write Your education and then the blog and then the network marketing. And I don't know about you, but do you see this? I see this a lot. Because Most people know my story with network marketing. I've like experienced the best of the best and the worst of the worst. And often I can remember the worst more than the best, but God (laughs) always reminds me of the best and it's people, Mm -hmm. it's you. So do you see how everything you've done over time, God's connected you with people that, you know, for that season, it was that, but I just, I find that so many of the connections that I have today are from these prior seasons. And it's so cool to see how everything's interwoven together
1: hundred percent. That is, I think the coolest part about pivoting so many dang times is that you can see that the through line of the people that you meet and just like, you know, chatting with you this morning about a conversation we had five years ago. There's so many, if we did like a deep dive and some sort of mind map of all those crazy connections that at the time we're not thinking are anything big, but yeah, I can absolutely see that. And it's, yeah, it's fun. So now to answer your question on what I'm doing now, I've been calling myself an online business coach and or mentor, and I work with women kind of on a spectrum from just starting out building a personal brand online and figuring out how they want to monetize that. Because what I've learned over the years is there's lots of different ways to build businesses online, like infinite numbers of ways. But you have to find a way that's going to feel in alignment to you and your personality and the time that you have and your giftings and all of these things. And so I like to work with women to start from scratch to develop their personal brand and figure out kind of the business plan behind that or retool and revamp and rebrand what it is that they've been doing and maybe step into, you know, my uh, program that I have now is called Social Seller to CEO Academy. And so uh, working with women who are making that shift from either, uh Network marketing to creating their own offers exclusively, or just automating what they're doing with social selling on the product and or uh sponsoring side, and then also including their own offers that are from their heart that are based upon you know what the gifts that they've been given, the experiences, and you know going back to that, nothing is wasted like that's what I love to help women bring out in creating their own offers. And then of course, like the next level to that is, um, creating the framework around that, like the marketing framework. And so I specialize in helping women with uh, search engine optimization. So getting their content, um, in plat onto platforms that are evergreen. And again, there's lots of different ways to do that, but making sure that, um, you know, the content that they're spending their time to create is out there forever and ever. And they're discoverable, um, not just via social media, but using that as a tool too. So.
0: That's kind OK, of so fun. I know Maybe everyone's like running. They're like, OK, where can I connect yeah. with her? We'll give you all <laughs> that information later. Yeah, I love it. And I would love to talk a little bit about it's like we can gloss over that. All that sounds really fun. And like, yes, this girl, yeah. she knows what she's doing. And it's been a journey. Oh, I would yeah. love for you to talk about. <laughs> The, the pivot, these pivots that you've made, because I think again, when we see people stepping into this next level, you know, God wants to take us from glory to glory. And we see that oftentimes from an outside perspective, all we see is the glory we see. Mm -hmm. Oh, Ashley, she did this and she had that. And oh, now she's this and oh. But we don't see the behind the scenes. I'd love for you to talk to the woman that maybe is feeling the tension, feeling Mm -hmm. that like you had referenced, you know, I'm sure in your education, you felt a certain way. My mom always told me growing up, and this was kind of referenced to dating, but that your heart leaves a lot sooner than your body.
1: And mm-hmm. So It's like
0: these things are happening in our heart and our mind where things aren't feeling in alignment anymore. Things aren't feeling like they're flowing anymore. And so it's, we start to question what's going on, but we stay because we don't really know. But then that going from that to the next thing, there's a lot that happens in between. So the woman who's kind of like in that, I feel like something's off. What mm-hmm. advice would you give
1: her? Okay. Oh man, I have about 50 ideas running through my head right now. I think, first, the thing that we don't see or maybe acknowledge, and I'm thinking for myself, like, I want to do better with this is anytime you make a pivot, it is scary. Like, you're going, it's scary. There's unknowns. And I think sometimes, or at least what I've experienced is over time, once you make those decisions to leave something that's no longer in alignment or leave something that's not working anymore, or that never was the more practice you have with that, it's almost like flexing a muscle, if Mm -hmm. you will. Uh, so now, now when I go to make a pivot, it actually is easier. It's not, it's easier in the sense of like the emotional turmoil that we've all felt when you're making a personal and or business change or decision. And I think we just as humans have that, uh, what's it called? I'm searching for a word. It's basically we're, we're more scared of losing something than what we could gain on the other side of it. And I can't remember the principle of that, but it's some sort of psychological thing. But it's like or- safety,
0: right? It's like, yes. we'd rather stay comfortable than risk the uncomfortable because our brain's wired to keep us safe, comfortable, and familiar.
1: Yeah. I love that. Totally. Totally. And what, and again, to flex the pivot muscle, <laughs> when you get to the other side and then you see time and again, oh my gosh, if I didn't make space for this, oh, like I would have totally missed out on this next blessing or this next phase. It almost gets me more excited to make changes and tweaks because I know that allows for space for better, but it is a matter of kind of psyching yourself up sometimes and just doing it and feeling, feeling that fear and just going for it. But that's what we don't see is it doesn't just poof, magically happen. And you're just in this new phase of life and crushing it. No, that's definitely not. Definitely not the case. But
0: I love that. And really, I think it's the idea that sometimes we make a list of all the things to what could go wrong. And it's giving our brain a chance to flip the switch and say, wait, what if all of this went right? And then focusing on that Right. Because if we're going to focus on the other, we're most likely not going to make the decision because we're going to constantly be in that caution, like the, the red lights, like stay away. Don't do this. Whereas mm-hmm. stretching, right? Nothing grows inside a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So it's getting outside that comfort zone, but we can literally trick our brain into believing and thinking that this is where we're headed. And it's of all the good possibilities. Um, I love that. And I love that I've watched you really. Um, a lot of your marketing now, which I love is, is owning who you are and not hiding or not like just being you Mm -hmm. like that is when you're talking with women about building their own personal brand, like that's your superpower, right? That's what creates, Uh that's what makes you different. That is what, uh, so maybe talk a little bit about that. How has that been for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a core principle for me now in the way that I build both, business and life. And it hasn't always been that way. And I think that that's gotten me into situations and relationships and places where I probably never should have been, but I learned lessons from those. And so now I really strongly believe that there's, if we think that we're going to attract in, or if we think that we're going to be given these blessings, being someone other than exactly who God created us to be, not gonna, it's not going to, it's not going to work and, or it's not going to be sustainable or it's not going to feel good. And that's what I've learned. And so now in working with other women, that's what I try to drive home is, okay, let's, let's get down to your authentic self. Like who, who are you? Who are you at your core? Who are you created to be? Who are you now? Like in your absolute essence and really building a personal brand around those things, because that's going to be you know attractive to the people who you're meant to actually serve. Um and on the other side of that, I mean, in building a personal brand, having that like congruence between who you actually are and how you present yourself and your brand, like if that's not there, then I don't know. I mean, you can find success that way, but I haven't seen that to either be sustainable and or feel good. And I think enjoyable. That's yeah. It's almost living like a double double life. Totally. You go to sleep at night and you're like, oh, that isn't exactly what I wanted to say, or I'm hiding this part of myself because then this type of client wouldn't vibe with like no, we can't do that, and so, and maybe, and we always we're always evolving, we're always getting to know ourselves better and shedding layers and realizing our you know toxic traits and all of these things, and that's gonna go on and on and on, but as much as we can um try to stay centered on building our brand around, who we actually are, and that will hopefully get the message out to the right people of course it that doesn't just magically happen either, but <laughs>
0: Yeah. I love that. And one thing I like about you, like we share, we share a common faith, but I really want to highlight this because I feel like so many women who maybe follow me, they're like, oh, I have to, if if I'm a believer, like I have to post about Bible verses and I should do this and I need to do that. And one thing I love about you is, One offs, we've had great conversations about faith and whatnot, but that's not part of your like outward brand. Like you're not preaching to people Mm -hmm. on Instagram. I want Mm -hmm. you to talk to that woman who is like, Hey, I have a strong faith. I have a relationship with the Lord, like I'm 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 following Jesus, and I'm not called to like preach on Instagram. Um and then let me ask you this: have you ever wrestled with that? Like maybe because we are friends, right? And so you do Mm -hmm. follow me and you do see my stuff. I think that goes to that authentic piece too like this is a calling for me and it's not mm-hmm. not i think we're all called to be the hands and feet of jesus share jesus right but our business and our brands look different i guess maybe talking to maybe your own personal journey a little bit about that or maybe some of your clients do they wrestle with that like what should i do
1: yes and yes so uh, many of the clients so this comes to the being your authentic self and i think like bearing the fruit right and so when you're when you, I do tend to work with a lot of women who are also believers and it's not that I'm like, Oh, like Christian, like I, you're not attracting them on purpose, not on purpose, but there are. So the way that I think about branding, and I think this is just, I mean, this is nothing revolutionary, but when I think about building a personal brand, it's based on your content pillars. Right. And so one of my content pillars, I, I have many things about me, whether it's motherhood or working out. I work out every day. Like I don't post any content about those things, although they are a part of my life and my lifestyle. And they're a big part of it, and so is my faith. But I'm not creating content around that. But if I'm if I am being an authentic person and I'm being myself, of course that's going to come through in every piece of content that I create and in my interactions with my clients. And so I think I did struggle. Uh, and it's been probably years since I've had that kind of internal debate, like, oh, I should be, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And I think we're, we're called to be ourselves and use our giftings. And then if I can help other women to do the same, I do feel like I'm serving the purpose. I'm serving my purpose and what, how your faith looks online and offline can be, I don't want to say different because that sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I don't know. I think sometimes we feel guilty if we're not creating content around our faith, but if it's not something you're teaching on, you're not creating content to empower, educate, inspire on that topic. It doesn't, it's not in your brand. It's not in your brand, but it should be who you are.
0: I love that. that. Yes. I love that. And so I think the, when I think of Instagram, that's one of your big platforms, um, Like you might share in a story, you you might share, oh, church and lunch with Taylor or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, So it's like, oh, so that's a part of it. And I think that's too, Instagram and I've had a a relationship, but it's (laughs) like the, the stories are more your life, like this, uh, this yeah. kind of this authentic, you know, I've seen your workout post, but you don't post about it, but you put it in your stories. Right. Or maybe you yeah. make coffee every day, which I'm like, I want your coffee.
1: <laughs> I want your coffee, but I even asked you about that one
0: day, but I love that, that it's like, if that's not your, it's part of who you are. Yeah but it's not necessarily what you're teaching in your business. And I think that's going to free some people because I do know that there are some people who connect with me and they think they need to become this, you know, like I always say, I said, I call myself a coach, but I'm really like a preacher for entrepreneurs. And, <laughs> yes. but not everybody is called to that. And so I love how, like I said, you and I, like we've had some really good conversations and I, I know if we, we, we are, we are connected in that way. And you're not posting about it all the time. And I think that is so important for Christian entrepreneurs to know your business, even though I say your business is a ministry, it doesn't have to look like a church service.
1: Totally. And if you work with I, I enjoy working with clients who are believers and who are non-believers. And then that gives me an opportunity to share who I am, like especially in one-on-one coaching. It's such an intimate experience anyway. Right. But then it gives me the opportunity to share about faith or share about things that are, uh, yeah. Like the essence of who I am as a person who are, or who they are as a person. And
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yes. One-on-one coaching is my favorite. Okay. So that's it. Do you, what is your favorite, what's your favorite thing to do with clients?
1: You know, it's so funny because I think I used to, when I first started, i wasn't so sure about one-on-one coaching. And I think that was almost a, well, like, do I know what I'm doing? This is such a big responsibility. And now as I progress through this version of my career, I guess you would say career, um, now I love it. That's what I love doing because I think that's where you can see the most transformation. Yes. And, um, and yes, there are certain people who can go through say a self-paced course or a group program, and they can get a lot of benefit, but I, I know that I know that I know that the one-on-one is really where the transformation can happen. And it's so individualized and coming from a special education background where everything was like taking goals and breaking them down. And it was all individualized to every single child. Like now I feel like I have that chance in a totally different format to do that again. I'm like, what do, what does this person need and how can I backward map it? And I just love it.
0: Yeah. It's like an IEP for your clients. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. I do. And so this is like a, I don't know if it's a shameless plug, but whether you're going to hire Ashley or myself, I'm a huge believer in one-on-one too. If you've never hired a one-on-one coach. You owe it to yourself to do that uh, because it is it is a game changer. I think it's where you are your most authentic self, that you really have this space to be you and to really say the things that you maybe wouldn't say in a group setting. Or I do. I agree. That's where I see the most transformation. And so I yeah, I don't know what led me to ask that. But y'all get yourself a coach. You deserve it. All right, I want to wrap up with um, one. I'm going to have you tell everyone where they can connect with you. But I love asking this question. I gave you this ahead of time just to think about because okay. I think it's a deep one. But, you know, I think being in this online space and watching all, all different industries, whether it's, you know, network marketing, coaching, like I'm, you know, I've done all these the boutique, like I've done all these things. And I'm, obviously we're around all these entrepreneurs. I feel like I see a lot of good people a lot of women who love the Lord and they want to do what He's created them to do, and you know, not to like stereotype, but I see a lot of Christians, a lot of believers struggling in business. Do one, do, do you notice that? I guess maybe I should ask that, but I think my question is: Why do you think? What is the number one reason you think? Women who have good hearts, they have good intentions, they like are go-getters and they want to serve the Lord are struggling the most in their business.
1: So. Big question. I've actually been thinking about it and I've still almost come up short. I. It's not one that I had honestly thought about before as far as if I see, because I do think there are, there's counterexamples to that, but oh. I don't know. I don't know if it's a, it's so funny because we, we talk so much, I think in faith communities about worthiness and feeling worthy. And, uh, you would almost think it would be the opposite. Like we have this like inherent worth that. Holy moly. We want everyone to have, but yet sometimes I don't know, like, I want to say that sometimes we tend to hold ourselves back to try and be maybe more humble, or I think it's something really deeply rooted that is, is a barrier, but it's not to do with talent or skill or drive or things like that. But there's so many, you, you know, more than I, how our brains work and can hold us back from, you know, from doing what we want to do. And then we get the comparitis and think, Oh, like I could never do this or that. And what will so-and-so think or what posture
0: syndrome? Yes.
1: Yeah. So I think it's Christian or not. I think it's gotta be a mindset issue. And I think too, just defining redefining what personal success looks like. Does it mean is everyone called to have 20 K months or to be at the top of a network marketing company? Where do these things come from? Yes, those are, those are all wonderful, great things, but maybe that's not what God has for an individual. And then they're pursuing something that was never meant to be their lane anyway. So, and I think that's faith or not i don't know i agree
0: but, oh no no i agree and i think that's too because i work primarily i mean that's all i work is yeah. believers is that yeah. i see this repetitive theme and you nailed it and really if we could just sum it up it's identity yeah it's one i think it always comes down to two things right so there's a verse that i have that I, like i tie this to but um in our like our soul which is our mind our will our emotions if we have any wounds within our soul mm-hmm we're not operating from truth. Right. And so, and it's usually wrapped up in two things. Who, who are you in Christ and who's God? And when those things are out of alignment and it goes back to really you saying like showing up as your authentic self, who God created you to be permission to be her, even if she doesn't like it or he doesn't agree with it, or they don't, you know, they don't like whatever that is. And so, I absolutely agree with your answer. Yeah. I, I think it's a it's a deep question. Uh because we're really like, good. oh wait. And I'm just, and it's and you nailed it too. It's believer or non-believer. It's but I know most of the women that listen to this are are yeah. are are Christian women. And so um I just love you. I have loved watching your journey and now I can take a little bit of credit for
1: yes <laughs> you <See>, absolutely <Caitlin. laughs> you're an
0: awesome business. <laughs> I have been in awe of you. I have loved watching you create programs and serving people and pivoting and doing it with excellence. I think when I think of you I think of excellence oh, and goodness. I think of um just boldness and, and you go, go for it. I feel like you're like an Amy Porterfield. So, um,
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's a good thing. So Ashley, where can my girls find you?
1: I think the easiest there's two ways. One, if you're a podcast listener, which you are, because you're listening to this podcast, I have a podcast called the Maverick Mompreneur podcast. So I publish episodes weekly, so you can find me there. And you can also find me on Instagram, Ashley R. Latimer.
0: Awesome. I'll drop those links below. Ashley, thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for having me
1: on, Heather.